Hey listeners, I want to introduce you to another one of my favorite new products we carry at the clinic. It's called Perfect Amino. This is a pure essential amino acid supplement in a form and ratio that's both 99% utilized by the body to build new protein and collagen and completely absorbed into the bloodstream within an average of 23 minutes by anyone, no matter the state of their digestive system without waste or calories. It won't even break a fast. Most protein powders are less than 20% utilized for building new protein. This literally is the perfect protein for the human body. Nothing else comes close. Perfect Amino is 100% vegan, non-GMO, gluten-free, and sugar-free. Plus, if taken 20 to 30 minutes before a workout, it'll be fully absorbed into your bloodstream by the time you start and able to help repair micro tears in the muscle as they occur. This dramatically improves endurance and recovery time. If you're looking to get stronger and leaner, perform better and recover faster, if you want an actually clean protein source without the toxins and without the calories, and if you want to avoid blood sugar spikes, bloating, and fatigue tied to badly digested proteins, then you need to try Perfect Amino. If you're going through chemo or have had recent surgery, you need Perfect Amino. I've been taking this for about a month, and I've noticed improvement in my mood, recovery, and I'm actually gaining muscle. We carry tablets, powder, and a powder with electrolytes as well. Use code DRGRAY20 for 20% off Body Health Perfect Aminos using our link posted in the show notes and on the bonus tab of yourlongevityblueprint.com. And for the remainder of 2023, we're going to offer 10% off any Perfect Amino product in store as we want to get this into the hands of as many clients as possible. That's 10% off in store at the Integrative Health and Hormone Clinic through 2023. It all boils down to self-function. It's the single most powerful entity in the human body. So if it's not functioning correctly, you're definitely looking at a disease process. Welcome to the Your Longevity Blueprint Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Gray. My number one goal with the show is to help you discover your personalized plan to build your dream health and live a longer, happier, truly healthier life. You're about to hear from my great friend, Chaitali Patel. IV therapy has really gained interest in the past few years, and it's something that we do offer at my clinic, so I wanted to bring on an expert to break down various IV cocktails and how they can help. Today, we'll dive into B vitamins, glutathione, high-dose vitamin C, alpha-lipoic acid, amino acids, NAD, ozone, methylene blue, phospholipids, and chelation therapies. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Your Longevity Blueprint Podcast. Today, my guest is Chaitali Patel, who is the founder and certified family nurse practitioner at Vita Infusions in Atlanta, Georgia. Chaitali opened her practice approximately eight years ago and takes pride in maintaining optimal health and wellness for her patients. Her expertise is in IV infusion therapies for chronic conditions. These therapies are customized to patients using their blood work and other reports, such as genetic testing. On the rare occasion Chaitali is not at Vita Infusions, she enjoys spending time with her family, cooking, painting, or hiking, and she would love to travel the world one day. Welcome to the show, Chai. Thank you very much, Stephanie, for having me. And to the listeners, I have a cold, so you're going to have to just bear with my voice. I apologize, but we'll get through this. Well, I'm excited to have you on today. We met at a conference. We were talking before we started recording, and that was before I had William. So it had to be five, maybe even six years ago. It's been a while. It has, you've yes. A, <laughs> you've been a tremendous resource and reference for me. You're far ahead of me with your IV skills. And so you are such a resource for me that I wanted to have you on the show to share your expertise. So this has been a long time coming. Let's dive into your specialty, IV therapy. So first, what is IV therapy? So IV therapy is infusion therapy. It is therapy that delivers, you know, fluids, vitamins, medications, whatever the provider picks intravenously. So it does 
include having an IV access in a patient. A um, couple of different things. It doesn't have to be peripheral IVs. It could be central lines or other ways that we can get intravenous stuff in. Why would someone want to consider this over just taking supplements by mouth? Like this has become very popular recently. So why would someone want to even consider this? So that's a great question. Um, so, you know, if you look at the American diet and, you know, we just got out of COVID, I mean, you know, we wondered why it hit us pretty hard. A lot of our population here in the United States struggle with gut issues. And the gut is very essential, very important when it comes to nutrition and absorption. So there's several factors that affect gut health, one of them being inflammation. And when you have underlying inflammation in the gut, you are compromised from an absorption standpoint. So you can take oral supplements, vitamins, nutrients, all you want, but if the absorption level is compromised, then what ends up happening is a patient starts to have a medical disease state. And so IVs offer a bypass kind of situation, and you are able to fulfill therapeutic levels, dosages in a patient quicker than them using an oral protocol. And so it actually speeds up the process of whatever goals you're trying to achieve with the patient. I like that. Yeah, speeds up the process. I would agree. So what conditions can infusions help with? Kind of tell us on a daily basis, patients who are coming into your office, like what conditions do they have? On average, what are you seeing every day? So I see a variety of things, I'll tell you. Um, the, we have a lot of different people. They have different conditions. We have conditions that are oncology in, in kind of, you know, uh, stuff. So cancers, breast cancers, prostate cancers, you know, you, there's those realm of people. Then you have your autoimmune segment where gut issues underlying and then they have their Hashimoto, they have rheumatoid arthritis, you know, such of uh, that nature. And then you just have your patients that have oddball situations. Hey, you know, I have this skin rash or I have this um, hair loss situation going. Your symptom, your condition can vary vastly. And, um, you know, it, it, the, it, the infusions, again, it goes right back to what exactly is this clinical presentation? Is it, a, is it, you know, inflammatory? Is it gut? Is it environment? Is it genetic? And as a functional medicine provider, I think that's kind of, you know, the route we take in these practices is to figure out the root cause issue of your patients walking into the office, which, again, can vary. Um, so what really the infusion is the delivery system that we use in order to get to the goal of that particular complaint or root cause. So let's say your root cause is nutritional deficiencies. Well, what better way than using IVs to get that nutritional deficiency situated? It could be cancer. Um, what better way to deliver high doses of vitamin C to a cancer patient to deprive their cancer cells from replicating? And again, that's one of the mechanism of actions that vitamin C has for oncology. So it really depends on the conditions. You can go down the whole list. You know, people will say, well, I have eczema. Can you help that? Yes. I have joint pain, fibromyalgia-like symptoms. Can you what help about fatigue? I hear fatigue every day. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Insomnia. You know, that's another one. Weight loss, weight gain, you know, combination of both. That's another one. Celiac. All you Think of all your GI issues. Again, going back to the gut. So I don't think there's one specific or a couple specific conditions that IVs help. I think they underlyingly help most medical conditions. Sure, sure. 
I would agree. And I know a pet peeve of yours is when patients don't necessarily seek out the appropriate provider and the appropriate setting to receive these infusions. So tell me the difference. I, I mentioned earlier that a lot of these like pop-up infusion clinics are becoming very, well, pop-up are becoming popular. So what's the difference between just walking into a hydration clinic and actually receiving this treatment in a medical office like yours or mine? There's a big difference. Um, it's, it's a, and the hydration bar will offer a quick hydration service. It's exactly what the name is. It's a hydration place. You know, if you're dehydrated, if you're a heat stroke, if you're in a hot situation, if you were playing water sports or sports that day, they have a place for that sort of service. Um, are they using therapeutic and, you know, dosage wise specific nutrients for you? The answer is probably going to be a no. Um, are they doing lab work? Probably. No, most likely hydration bar will not be doing lab work. Because you're just showing up the day of and they're putting an IV in you and just guessing and giving you something without lab work prior to that to determine. So they don't know how much they can give you, what they can give you, and to what capacity you can get it. Most likely you're going to get a solution bag of saline and, you know, that's pretty much the, the gist of it. When you see a practitioner like yourself or myself, you know, we are considering the patient as a whole. We are looking at their genetics. We're looking at their history. You know, they're in our intake process at functional medicine clinics are very different from an IV place. So we're looking at um, vaccinations, you know, symptoms. We're looking at blood chemistry. We're looking at imaging if there's imaging involved. So you're getting a more clinical picture. You're looking at liver function, kidney functions, which are very essential when you're getting IV infusions because they rapidly change the blood chemistry. So if you are wanting to do medical treatment for medical conditions, I suggest you see a provider that's very well versed in nutrients and lab work and blood work and stuff like that. I'm not a big fan, and I know there's going to be people that are not happy with my answer, but I'm not a big fan of a hydration bar for several reasons because you're not completely sure of who's walking through your door. And a lot of people don't have a very complete intake. So you don't really know who you're starting an IV on and, you know, mm -hmm. whether they have underlying issues. So I really just would caution with, yeah. you know, it's riskier. Yeah. For, yeah. A provider that is going to do it to its complete nature. I agree. I want to go back to labs, though, because there's one specific lab that I know my pet peeve has been some of the patients that I've seen have gone elsewhere. And that's bad on my end because they didn't realize we offered IV therapy because clearly we didn't market it well enough, but they had gone elsewhere for IV therapy. And that provider hadn't asked for any labs, including a G6PD, which is really important when we talk about high-dose vitamin C and ozone. So can you, for the audience, just explain, you already kind of mentioned kidney and liver function are important to have, but what is G6PD and why is that a marker that needs to be drawn in these patients ahead of treatment? So just a quick thing on G6PD. Um, I know for all our provider listeners, we're going to go look it up and there's a very uh, complicated explanation that involves a lot of big words, but for the general audience, a G6PD is an enzyme activity in the liver that helps break down certain medications and certain nutrients. In this case, for our world, it would be the high-dose vitamin C and an oxidative therapy, which such as ozone. It is very important because it's, if there is a patient that has a deficiency or lacks that enzyme, the effect of high-dose vitamin C or ozone can be detrimental to their health. So to give you an example, if you are deficient in a G6PD and you get a high dose vitamin C infusion, you could suffer from hemolytic anemia. Hemolysis, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is life threatening. And uh, it freaks me out when you have, a, again, a hydration bar offering high dose vitamin C without a G6PD. So, again, 
even more important to go see a provider that does lab work because, again, you don't want to have the complications of a nutrient. And this is vitamin C is just one example. And I know a lot of people look at B vitamins and it's, you know, very trendy to get B12 shots and Bs. But a lot of people don't know that B12 comes in different variations. You need labs and genetics to see what type of B12 is beneficial to your body. And again, that's something that not a lot of people know. You get a generic B12 shot. You think you're doing great for yourself and you're really actually causing harm to your body. Can we expand on that a little bit? I know we've talked a lot of, on this uh, podcast. I've had other providers come on that have talked about genetic SNPs and we, we do test our patients for MTHFR, you know, variants, whatnot. Can, can you expand on that? So I think where you're going with this is more than likely at a walk-in hydration clinic, you're going to get the cheapest form available, which is cyanocobalamin. Correct. So why would that be bad for someone? So when you look at the chemical pathway of cyanocobalamin, it's pretty much turns into cyanide. The breakdown of cyanocobalamin, you know, the end product, the toxic product is, is cyanide, which is, is a, it's not only an endocrine disruptor, but also a chemical that disrupts body function. If you don't have the right SNPs and you don't detoxify your body correctly, which we talk about MTHFR, which is a, a whole new beast in itself. It's a whole new topic in itself. That is a problem. The patient will start to have symptoms from it. And, and a lot of people can, don't relate it to the B12, but it can be. If you do have an MTHFR SNP, it is really good to be supported by methylated B vitamins. And then you have a population, which is your psychiatric population or your brain population that don't do well with methylated B vitamins. So really, again, going back to knowing your labs, knowing your genetics to get the right form of nutrients and the right dosage of nutrients is really essential. Yeah. So you want the activated form more than likely if you have these SNPs, you want the activated more bioavailable form. So let's talk about some of your favorite IV cocktails and what they're used for. We just talked a little bit about B vitamins, but let's expand on that. Kind of tell me what a Myers cocktail is, uh, which would have some Bs, kind of what those are used for, why patients would need that, what some benefits are that they would experience from receiving that. So Myers cocktail is a very general term. <laughs> it's a combination of B vitamins, electrolytes, and vitamin C. It's used for a variety of different reasons. It's used for picking pick me up, kind of like I'm feeling worn down. Uh, I need more energy. And because it has a B vitamin mix, you know, B vitamins are known for their energy giving capacity, but they have more than just energy giving capacity function. So it can be used for somebody who's dragging, who's chronically fatigued or even acutely fatigued if they had a long day at work or if they were traveling, you know, that sort of stuff. The other thing Myers is used for is an immune booster. If somebody is, you know, exposed to, let's say they are working with a lot of people in a big setting and always coming across people that are coughing, hacking, wiping their snot, you know, uh, definitely want to pick up their immune system. So Myers could be used for that. It can also be used for athletes recovery because the electrolyte component of the Myers has magnesium and potassium. Some Myers cocktail formulations will have calcium. And some will not have calcium, just really depends on the formulation. So, you know, that electrolyte bundle really, really helps with the replenishment of an athlete or, you know, muscle recovery from something that they've done. The other things can be, you know, if you're going through like a gut protocol with a provider and you need a little support from a gut perspective, a Myers cocktail is a great way to get vitamins into the body to help build and rebuild and, you know, kind of help you while you're going through like either a detox or a repair. So multiple functions when it comes to a Myers cocktail, it's very versatile. It also can be modified to the patient, which is really nice uh, for providers that, you know, for you and I, people like I that have gone to IV conferences that have learned this um, 
as you already know, we can modify it to the patient. So immune, pick up your vitamin C, more muscle, you know, pick up your electrolytes, more energy giving, pick up your Bs. So really a modified Mars cocktail is really one that I personally like to go to because I can modify it to my clients. Wonderful. I know here at our clinic, many times at the end, we're pushing some glutathione. You can also hang glutathione in a bag. So let's talk about glutathione. So what are some benefits of glutathione? Why would someone want that? So I love glutathione for several different reasons. Um, it's a good detoxifier. You know, you want your liver to be functioning correctly. Liver is one of those uh, organs that constantly need to be cleaned out. Otherwise, you start looking at disease states. So it's a great detoxification um, agent. It's also a cell builder. So when you're looking at immune system cell building, and glutathione plays a big role when it comes to cell building. It's also a powerful antioxidant. It's used for preventative of so many conditions, you know, Alzheimer's, you know, you name it. Uh, if you look up glutathione deficiency and the diseases that they contribute to, there's a list of diseases that you wouldn't even think exist. So glutathione, you know, antioxidant properties, you know, cell building properties and the, the detoxifications are great for that. I have seen practices that mix glutathione in a Myers bag. I, you know, that's again controversial. I'm not sure that's a great practice. Again, I can't stress this enough, but going to a provider that understands how to deliver nutrients safely mm-hmm. will, will definitely be something that that you want to look at. To your benefit. To your benefit. Yes. Yes. Agreed. I love glutathione also in patients. We do a lot of nutritional evaluations at our clinic and the majority of the time patients are low on either alpha-lipoic acid or glutathione, B vitamins, antioxidants, right? So then we can use that information and say, we can put you on these supplements from an oral standpoint, but also in the short term, if you want to come in and get IV therapy, we can really get you boosted, saturate your body with that nutrition, you know, in the short term, and then eventually transition back to the supplement. So we love um, pushing glutathione through uh, IVs here. So you just talked about recovery for a moment with the Myers. So I actually want to go talk about amino acids. Um, is that something that you offer also in your yes, practice? Yes, we do. Yes. We do offer aminos, love aminos. It's kind of like the Myers situation where the aminos can be used for a variety of things. And in combination with the Myers, it's a great, you know, adjunct therapy. And uh, you definitely want to measure the amino levels. You want to do an organic acid test or a nutrient eval or some sort of clinical testing to see what exactly you're needing and how much you're needing. Because when you start dipping into aminos, you don't, if, if there's pathways and they have genetic pathways that drives one and not the other, you can push people into a not a good situation with aminos. So caution with amino. This is where you start getting slow and you want to really have these facts on the table before you offer patients aminos. Sure. Let's go back to high dose vitamin C. I know you see more cancer patients than we do, but we also see several of those. And we, with our vitamin C, we typically work up on the dose and make sure their ascorbic acid levels are high in the blood. We want to make sure that they're, again, saturated with that vitamin C. So kind of tell us why you use high-dose vitamin C in your patients and then kind of how it works from a cancer standpoint. We kind of opened with that, but I want to come back to that and you more explain why it's so effective and helpful for those patients. Oncology is a very uh, touchy topic when it comes to integrative medicine. The standard of care in the United States offers acute cancer care, which is you've been diagnosed with cancer, you're going to go see an oncologist, and then your treatment protocol is going to most likely include chemo radiation and the standard of care that we offer here. But, you know, there's a group of people that, you know, with their genetics, their history, their lab work, they may not survive the entire protocol of the conventional system, which is chemo and radiation, but they still want to go through it. 
So there's a double discussion over here. You know, it's complementary. The way I see high dose vitamin C is it's complementary to an oncology case. And what it means is that we are protecting the rest of the healthy body tissue and cells to continue doing the cellular function that chemo and radiation disrupt while they're taking care of the cancer. Very so, well said. Yes, very well said. So in the, you know, with that being said, you know, the mechanism of action of high dose vitamin C is we all know sugar drives cancer. That is like it's beaten into us. We all know it. So what the vitamin C does is it mimics glucose molecule in the bloodstream. So it, it will attach to the glucose receptors of the cancer cells. Essentially, what you're doing is starving the cancer cell because they can no longer use the vitamin C as a source of glucose. But if they ate sugar and not have vitamin C, the sugar would be used to replicate. So the cancer, of course, thrives on it. So you're tricking the receptor site to say, hey, this is your sugar molecule. But when it actually goes intracellular into the uh, you know, replication process, it starves the cancer cell. And that is, that's, that is how we treat it from an integrative standpoint. The importance of elevating that is that you are really shutting down the fuel sourcing of the cancer cells to make sure that the ratio of the healthy cells inverse to cancer cells are higher. So when it comes to recovery of the body, recovery of cellular health, recovery of tissue damaged by chemo radiation, the patient is stronger to actually fight that off. So in a nutshell, you're really protecting the patient going through these standard of care treatments without the adverse side effects that chemo radiation offer, which is nausea, vomiting, hair loss, weight loss. There's an array of things depending on what kind of cancer and what kind of chemo, but it also keeps the patient motivated enough to go through that protocol because a lot of people get halfway and either their white blood cell count goes high, you know, they have an infection, something happens. And unfortunately, the oncologist has to pull the plug on the treatment plan and say, okay, we can't do the chemo because now you're not strong enough to receive it. I think it's a great therapy. I think, you know, working in conjunction with an integrative or functional medicine practitioner while you're going through this journey really will help the body fuel and get nutrient dense to fight off whatever it is cancer-wise that patients are struggling with. Totally agree. I Just from my experience, again, we don't see that many cancer patients, but the ones that we have who are also going through conventional treatment, they tend to just do so much better. Right. We're supporting the immune system, not breaking it down. <laughs> they just tend to do so much better. So I, I love how you explained that. That was, that was beautiful. That was great. I get asked all the time, what's one product that I just can't live without when it comes to maintaining my own health and longevity? And my answer is something you've actually heard me mention on several episodes. It's called mitochondrial complex, and it's pretty much the Cadillac of multivitamins. And it's packed with antioxidants, including three key players acetyl-L-carnitine, alpha-lipoic acid, and N-acetylcysteine. Think of a steam engine that requires coal to be continually shoveled into the furnace to power the train forward. Acetyl-L-carnitine does that for your body by shoveling short-chain fatty acids into your cells to provide your body with energy. This is an absolutely essential task to keeping you running. However, what's a byproduct of fire? You guessed it, smoke. Unfortunately, in this analogy, smoke from fire equals free radicals. To combat those free radicals, other antioxidants are needed, and that's where alpha-lipoic acid and N-acetylcysteine come in. Together, they scavenge free radicals and help boost and recharge glutathione, the most potent antioxidant in the body. To top it off, mitochondrial complex also contains a little bit of green tea extract, broccoli seed extract with sulforaphane, and even resveratrol. 
Research has shown that when athletes and individuals that are under stress begin taking this product, they are less likely to get sick as they're giving their body what it needs to conquer those stressors. Who doesn't need protection from stress and cellular damage at this time? I certainly do. I take this product every day. If you're interested in learning more about how mitochondrial complex can help support you living a longer, healthier life, check out my blog post on why antioxidants are important found at yourlongevityblueprint.com forward slash why dash antioxidants dash are dash important or in chapter four of my book, Your Longevity Blueprint. To get 10% off our mitochondrial complex, just use code ENERGY when checking out at yourlongevityblueprint.com. Now, let's get back to the show. From a cancer standpoint, why else would we give high-dose vitamin C? Um, High-dose vitamin C can be used um, other than cancer in an infectious disease standpoint. So you have your Lyme disease, you have your EBV, you have COVID, you have herpes, You know, think of the array of viral fungal diseases that the body can fight as a chronic condition, which, you know, again, your immune system is compromised and it's, you know, vigilant in so many ways. But once it's chronically compromised, there's other issues that can start setting in into the human body. So high dose vitamin C and oxidative therapies are also used in patients with chronic infectious diseases. Autoimmune is another big one. And I think high dose vitamin C does very well with autoimmune patients. It keeps the immune system vigilant and not hypersensitive or hyperactive. And so that is another group of people that high dose vitamin C will be beneficial to. Wonderful. Um, I clearly I'm under the weather today. It's Wednesday. We're recording on a Wednesday. But Monday, (laughs) I'll probably get more today. But on Monday, I got 25 grams of IV vitamin C. First thing in the morning, I came in early. Thankfully, my nurse was here, got me started before the day just to help me get through. And I got one last week too. So if you're just feeling like you're coming down with something, or we even have patients who they say, I'm going to be traveling internationally. I'm just a little worried. Can I come get some vitamin C before that flight? Just kind of boost immunity or upon return home or someone else in my home is sick. Can I just come in and get some (laughs) vitamin C? All great options for preventative. Yes, preventative. Yes. Um, And also patients are having surgery. Many times pre and post surgery. I I feel like patients who get, and I've experienced this myself, who get vitamin C ahead of time tend to do a lot better. Yes. From a scar tissue standpoint, from an infection control standpoint, from a healing standpoint, it's a lot faster in healing nature. I absolutely agree. Wonderful. Okay. Let's move on to, we can kind of mix these together, I guess, alpha lipoic acid and then poly MVA. So tell me applications for those. So those have also a general vast um, kind of applications. And you really want to start thinking mitochondrial mix when you're thinking of those two powerful They're also considered antioxidants as well. It all goes back to what your end goal with patients is. You know, stacking up IV therapy is a great option for patients that are having multiple issues. Um, A lot of times patients walk into a clinic, they don't only have one issue. They're not just diabetic or they're just, you know, not just cancer. They have a variety of things going on. And really, alpha lipoic acid is one of those things. You know, I really like it for the diabetes population, for the blood sugar, you know, insulin resistant population. Um, it's a great adjunct therapy to their regular meds, which is, you know, your metformins, your insulins that people are using and most people that are on it. Great therapy. It, it kind of reduces the need for conventional medication in terms of dosages. So it doesn't completely take them off of medications, which, again, our goal is to make sure that the body is functioning correctly with the right nutrients. What those medications do in those class of people is they deplete them of their B vitamins. As we know, metformin and B vitamins have a direct correlation. So with the ALA in it, helping that glucose 
get metabolized better from a cellular standpoint, reduces the need or dosage for metformin, which in turn will help their B vitamins. So it's really starting to think about, okay, how can I help this patient even one step further? What about neuropathy? Do you use this for neuropathy? We do use them for neuropathy. Usually neuropathy combination is also with B vitamins, B12 mainly. And so alpha lipoic for neuropathy. One of the ones that comes to my mind really quickly is neuropathy that's induced by chemo. ALA is a great treatment protocol for patients that are going through chemo that have neuropathy, chemo-induced neuropathy. So yes. Let's move on to NAD. I recently took an NAD training. We're not offering it here at the clinic yet, but you've kind of helped me start to get my protocols aligned so that we can offer that. So tell me, I know you have experience, you've received NAD yourself. I have not yet. But kind of tell me the the benefits of NAD and the nuances with that. Absolutely. So, you know, one of the biggest things NAD offers is the brain function, the clarity with the brain, the focus, the the energy that comes and the clarity that comes with NAD. So think of your NAD as your brain. It's not the only thing that it does, but brain boosting capacity of NAD is amazing. So people that can use NAD now, it's also used in addiction medicine sort of the psychiatric world is very, very interested in NAD because it's got a lot to do with the brain. My first NAD infusion did not go very well. If personally, the- personally, like on you? Yes, personally. I thought my chest was going to pound out of my body and mm. uh, had these little tickle, like my toes were ticklish, like all these little, it, it was just a very weird experience. So for those who've actually had NAD, I think they can relate. And then it doesn't feel good in the gut. So it kind of makes sense as to why it takes really long to put NAD in a patient. It's a couple hour protocol. It's not something like a Myers that you get it and go. Um, there's a couple different protocols that where it's just NAD in the bag by itself because of the amount of hours that it takes to infuse. You don't want other things in the bag breaking down. So again, go to an IV course to figure that portion out. But it is pretty interesting how the infusion goes. And then there's other versions where it's mixed with a Myers post, pre, or during. And then again, it gets back to the baseline. What are you achieving with the NAD? So like I said, addiction medicine is very interested in NAD. And I think that's something that's still continuously developing in the psychiatric world. But for me and you, it's definitely brain function. We definitely want to stay on top of our cognitive nature and want to be sharp and want to see patients, you know, to the full capacity. So brain function, I think, is going to be my biggest one with NAD. Sure. And I would echo even mitochondrial function yes, also, right? Absolutely. 100%. So for any chronic disease, I think NAD is great, which actually is a good transition into ozone because ozone also helps with NAD and also helps with mitochondrial um, function. So let's talk about ozone. That's something that we are just now implementing in our practice also, but we will have been doing it probably for a while by the time this episode launches. But tell me more about ozone, who you use that on the most and kind of benefits of that therapy. So to be honest with you, I think I use ozone on almost everybody that comes through my office. Yeah. Uh, Ozone has a lot of benefits. You know, again, you go down the list of autoimmune, go down the list of gut, go down the list of inflammation, go the list of infection. When you're looking at COVID, when you're looking at herpes, you're looking at EBV, you're looking at, you know, just different things. We've got a couple cases of mono here from a high school and those patients are benefiting really well from, you know, using ozone. For it. Cancer, really big one, oncology. I think it works great. We do a lot of insufflation addition therapy with ozone. We're doing rectal ozone, vaginal ozone, nasal and ear ozone. And they're very beneficial for my population, especially the pediatric and elderly population that can't do antibiotics for 
ear infections and things like that, ozone is a great product to use sure. or a therapy to use for those kind of patients so they don't have to do antibiotics. Um, it's yeah. great as well. For the listener who doesn't know what we mean by ozone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. explain that process. Yeah. <laughs> so ozone is O3 and oxygen that we breathe in is O2. So really the ozone therapy that we're using is oxygen or oxidative therapy, which has three molecules of oxygen. And the way it is used is it's put into the human body to decrease oxidative stress. As we all know, oxidative stress drives a lot of conditions and it ages the body. What this is designed to do is cellularly help with oxygenation of tissue, remove any infection, and then reduce oxidative stress with an extra oxygen molecule. So most patients will be like, okay, how do you give ozone? Because it is a gas. And the way it's correctly done is we draw blood from the patient's body. We infuse it, you, you know, we mix it with the saline, a little bit of heparin to, do, you know, not have some clots in there. And then we put a syringe or dose the syringe of ozone and stick it in the bag with the RBCs are. So the delivery mechanism of ozone into the human body is using their red blood cells so that we can infuse that back into the body and they will do what it needs to do cellularly. So we take the blood out of the patient. We get right. ozone from the ozone generator. Right. We put that ozone into the bag with the blood, shake it up, right? Kind of activate it. And then we let that go back into the patient just for the listeners. Because I know it's kind of, even when I was trained, I was like, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> so, so the reason being is ozone, it's hard to attach ozone to something. It's got to attach, it has to attach to something that is stable enough to deliver it back into the human body. And what it attaches to is the heme content of the RBC. So having ozone with saline and just putting an ozone syringe into a saline bag and infusing it into a patient is, is probably not the right method of ozone delivery. No, no. It's nothing to attach to. No. Great. And I'm very excited. I think, like you're saying, I think almost all of our patients could benefit from ozone. So I'm Absolutely. very excited for that addition. Okay, let's talk about something else that I don't do, um, but I hope to add at one point is phospholipids. So tell me what phospholipids are, you know, why we need them, what you use those for. And if you can, if you're familiar with the cell danger response, maybe talk a little bit about that because I know phospholipids can help or I can, I can echo in there too. Fatty acids, phospholipids are my, one of my favorite. <laughs> you know, we're all into regenerative medicine and we all want to look younger. We want to lose weight. There's all these kind of requests that come in and say, one of my skin lightening or my hair thicker or my brain function. Okay. So let's, let's take a step back and see what the human body is made of. The brain's made of fat. The cells are made of fat. Phospholipid bilayer. Every cell needs a phospholipid bilayer. So think about in a disease process, compromisation of that cellular wall. That cell is not up to par because you're having a deficiency or have it, you know, don't have enough phospholipids in the body. So what we do is we infuse one of the types of phospholipids we infuse is phosphatidylcholine, which is PC. It helps from a regenerative structure standpoint because it then from a compromised cell wall, you get a really good cell wall, which then again will help with all cellular function that goes through that cell wall. So now when you start talking biochemistry, biology, chemistry into the human body, for every cell to work correctly in your body, you need a good quality cell. And that's what phospholipids do is create a good quality cell for you. I love that. Yes, that's great. I'm not sure if this episode will launch before or after an episode that I already recorded with Thomas Pennell. Well, we actually talked about just oral supplementation of phosph just different phospholipids, primarily phosphatidylcholine. 
Well, we talked a little bit on that episode about the cell danger response, meaning when you have chronic infection, when you're when you're just stressed, the cell, as kind of you're alluding to, isn't functioning appropriately. So it's not allowing nutrients in, toxins out. It's just not functioning appropriately. Right. So sometimes we need, in essence, just like we have a we do a we offer our car an oil change, right? Sometimes we need to change out our oil or our fats, I'll say, those fatty lipids that surround all of our cells. And so one way to do that to get those those um, membranes that aren't working well better is to offer intravenously, right, or even orally, the supplementation of these phospholipids to kind of, I don't know if that's a great analogy, but kind of change out that, change out your fats, right, to help those cells function more appropriately. Because when we have those infections, we get stuck in the cell danger response and we need, and our cells lock up and we need to essentially unlock them and get those cells functioning better. Yes. Also, going back to oral fatty acids, they're a little hard on the GI tract if you want them in large doses. That's why the IV version of fatty acids works really well. Um, patients get usually, you know, if they have a gallbladder disorder or if they have a liver cirrhosis issue or the liver functions are elevated, sometimes oral fatty acids can can kind of trigger their gallbladder to start acting up and have abdominal pain and nausea and vomiting and stuff like that. So always assess the patient, but also when you give it from the IV standpoint, it doesn't hurt the gallbladder. Like, yes, it can trigger even from an IV, but not as much as oral supplementation of fatty acids can. And so I think it's a great option when it comes to patients that need large amounts of fatty acids in a short period of time to recover quickly for cellular health. I've certainly read and listened to at conferences, just like for neurodegenerative diseases. Well, actually, all of these therapies we're talking about, you know, could benefit them. But yeah. I've heard that phospholipids are very important in those situations as well. So probably for the cell danger response and reasons we've already discussed, but would you agree? I definitely would agree. And I, like I said, it all boils down to cell function. It's the single most powerful entity in the human body. So if it's not functioning correctly, you're definitely looking at a disease process or some kind of malfunction from a human body standpoint to contribute to patient's symptoms and things of that nature. So again, going down to the basics and you really want that optimization of cellular health to have a good result. All right. Something else we don't offer here yet, although I can prescribe it sublingual, but we don't offer it not intravenously, is methylene blue. Now you see on yes. Instagram and social media, all these people who are, you know, turning their tongues blue. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> so expand to our listeners why someone would want to take that and how that's kind of an anti-aging therapy. Several reasons uh, methylene blue is used for. I think the one that comes to mind right away is the mitochondrial. You know, it's used for mitochondrial dysfunction. It's used for couple different things, anti-aging therapies and stuff like that. I think the biggest one, you know, it, it resonates again, going back to the cell and really making sure cellular function is at optimal and methylene blue will do that when it unlocks its capacity to drive, you know, ATP or the energy pathways or mitochondrial pathways. So I think contribution would be towards the mitochondrial world for methylene blue. And then just for listeners as well, there are some cautions, but kind of back to what you've echoed this entire podcast is you want to make sure you are not just getting this from a drip clinic because there are some contraindications. If you're on certain medications, you cannot take methylene blue. So it's important to do that under supervision of a provider who knows what they're doing. Absolutely. I definitely want to stress that, you know, find a provider that does this consistently. You know, again, when you look at providers, Functional medicine providers, integrated providers, they you'll always find an office is really good at one thing, whether that's hormones, the gut, the adrenals, whatever that looks like. There are offices that offer IV therapy, even in the functional medicine and holistic world that are not very familiar with this 
IV portion of things. They know it works. They know the mechanism of action, but they don't have somebody consistently dedicated to an infusion team or an infusion NP, PA, MD that is constantly looking at IV therapy as a medical way or a medical standpoint of delivering to patients. So even though drip bars, hydration bars are offering some of the very similar products that an office of an integrative nature is offering, find out who's giving you your IV, you know, which professional person started your IV, you know, is it an EMT? Is it a phlebotomist? Is it an RN? State regulation has a lot to do with that. So be careful. You don't just want to walk in somewhere and you have no idea who's starting your IV line, you know, find a clinic. And I can't stress this enough. Find a clinic that knows what they're doing. And they do this consistently enough to know the dangers, ins and outs and the benefits and risks associated with infusions. Yeah, I've had a lot of patients who have gone to different spas or whatnot. And I mean, they're just like, I don't really think they knew what they were doing. They were just, you know, just it's a good add on. I just I was there getting a facial. So I got an IV and I'm like, what did you get? And they're like, well, I don't know. They do. I wouldn't be putting anything in my body that I don't know what right, it is. Right, right, right. Not so. that it can't be done appropriately in those settings. It's just I think sometimes it's not done appropriately. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, for those people that definitely, you know, that were listening to the show that say, hey, you know what? I'm a med spa or I'm a hydration bar and I want to do this correctly. There's definitely means and there's definitely providers like you and I that are willing to, you know, consult and do things right. And again, it's not to shut that part of the industry. It's just to caution them and say, hey, there's a place for you. You can get hydration. Like I said, you know, when I started the the podcast is if you're dehydrated, have a GI bug, you're out in the sun. You know, there's there's reasons why you would need yeah. or hydration uh, services. But if it's coming to a from a medical standpoint, if you have a patient that has a true medical condition that they want to use nutrients for, I think they should be directed to providers that do more of a thorough job with lab work and genetic reviews. Agreed, agreed. And this couldn't apply more to chelation therapy. Also something that I, I offer orally here, but not intravenously. So kind of tell me your experience with chelation, what you're using that for and the results you're getting. So chelation is a process of uh, slowly, safely removal of heavy metals from a human body. And uh, we live in a toxic nature here in the United States. We have a lot of industrial work up north. You know, we have a lot of rivers polluted, not just from the water source, but from the air source quality wise, um, foods, you know, things of that nature, soil quality. And then, you know, the produce that we eat from certain parts of the region of the country or the world. So we're constantly exposed to heavy metals. You know, one other way people can get heavy metals is nobody really thinks about this, but painters, uh, we have metals in our paint, uh, you know, they come direct contact with that. So that's a population, you know, that may need chelation. Our pilots, have you thought about how much jet fuel they inhale? We've, you know, we're in Atlanta, I'm in Atlanta and Delta is hubbed here in Atlanta and you see all these pilots, not just from Delta, but from other airlines that will start having health concerns. And uh, some of those patients will come in with metal toxicity from the nature of work that they do. So chelation is super important in patients that think they're having these health issues in regards to their profession, which could be almost anything. And heavy metals is a concern. We use EDTA. We use different things to chelate, but that's comes to be the main one. There is a actual process of chelation. So it's not just like your other IV therapies where you put in a bag and, and get the metal out. You have to look at a couple different things when it comes to chelation. You want to see that they have the right nutrient content. 
You want to see they have the right vitamin content. You want to see that they are actually going to be handled, they're going to handle chelation correctly. So sometimes chelation is not one of those protocols that goes straight to chelation. You actually have to prep the patient for chelation in order for you to chelate. Therefore, the oral being more safe because you can go slower than the IV. But definitely a very, very strong therapy. I think it's a very good therapy if done correctly. But keep in mind, it's a therapy that needs more work before you get to the actual chelation process. Agreed. And so for the listeners also, this is something that obviously you need to be tested first to see which heavy metals are even high in your body so that we can right. then select, which usually it is EDTA, but whatever we're selecting to help, you know, chelate those, bind them, get those out of the body with. So. Our bodies are naturally designed to handle stress, detoxify chemicals and preserve cell function. But when the burden increases, those naturally built in systems can't keep up with demand and we start to experience physiological changes in our bodies. What causes that burden to increase? Unfortunately, a whole list of things, including common modern lifestyle habits like poor dietary choices, lack of sleep, abundance of stress, exposure to chemicals, and exercise extremes, just to name a few. To protect ourselves from this oxidative stress, our bodies are forced to use up stores of the master antioxidant glutathione. And this works for a while. But when those stores become used up, however, our body doesn't have enough antioxidant capacity to protect itself, allowing the stress to our body's systems to cause lasting damage. That's why I recommend many of my patients take glutathione daily to help protect their natural reserves, support full detoxification capacity, and help keep their immune systems functioning at full strength. Use code glutathione for 10% off at yourlongevityblueprint.com. Now, back to the show. I actually have never asked you this question, and I don't know if you offer. Do you offer ketamine? at all at your clinic? We do not offer ketamine. It's one that we will partner with an anesthesiologist here in this in the, in the city yeah. here um, and do, but it is one that I like. Uh, if I have to speak on it, ketamine is great. It's a great adjunct therapy to depression and psych. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a psych world therapy situation, not yeah. just psych world therapy situation, but I think compared to a lot of other treatment plans that we offer for similar disease processes, ketamine can be a very powerful infusion therapy that patients can have access to. Okay, what am I leaving out? We went down a long list there. Am I forgetting anything that you use like daily in your practice that you want to speak on? One other one that comes to mind that's super, super common is iron infusion. Oh, sure. So we do a lot of iron infusion. We get a lot of referrals for iron. We're seeing more and more low iron in women and men both. And uh, that is one that we have picked up that we do pretty much all the time. And it's, again, one of those that we want to replenish iron stores and reserves before any other therapy. So for example, give you a therapy, we have patients coming in here, menstrual cycles are number one reasons why iron can be low. There's other reasons. It's not the only reason, but usually that's the population that comes in with chronic fatigue and heavy periods and stuff like that. we we kind of do their lab work and figure out iron levels are low, ferritin levels are low. So we replenish those using our iron infusions. And then they may be candidates for therapy for like hormone therapies and stuff like that. So I know there's a correlation with iron and hormones and you definitely want to make sure. Specifically low thyroid. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I want to also bring that up is that, you know, we do offer iron infusions and I think that's a great therapy for patients to kind of quickly get their iron reserves back, especially if their iron levels super low. And we need to look into that. Those are just, again, another higher risk uh, infusion Mm -hmm. therapy that we haven't offered. (laughs) So we refer out for those currently. Yeah. Well, I know listeners are wondering, okay, so that sounds great, but 
Tell me side effects. Are there any side effects I can experience? And then does insurance cover these infusions? So unfortunately, you know, like every integrated functional medicine office, insurance does not cover these therapies or outside the box therapy. So, you know, we do have uh, clients and patients using their health savings account. You know, that is one way that they pay for stuff is to put money aside for therapies of this nature. And then side effects. Everything's going to have a side effect that you put in a body, uh, not as much as medications, and they may not be long term. They may be short term. So I would say things like pain in the area after an infusion. I would say, you know, phlebitis, which is basically inflammation of your veins because, you know, we're, we're actually really using the venous system here to deliver a lot of these things. Hematomas is one. Uh, bleeding after the IV, you know, so there's always an infection and bleeding risk associated with intravenous therapies. Sometimes patients' veins, depending on the type of veins patients have, you have to stick them multiple times. So bruising is one side effect that you get from IV therapies. When you're looking at side effects specifically to treatments, you know, headaches, flu-like symptoms, there I wouldn't really say there are side effects, more as so they are therapeutic effects from the infusion. So you're if I'm detoxing somebody, I'm expecting them not to feel good. If I'm chelating them, I'm expecting them not to feel great. So yes, headaches, joint pain, more pronounced symptoms, absolutely. You know, we have fibromyalgia patients that sometimes will get a Myers and that night they will hurt more, just consistently more. And then the following day, they're back to themselves, back normal pain levels. So there are going to be side effects associated with those. Nausea is another one. Uh, B vitamins are not great tasting. And uh, I know that for patients that require a lot of B vitamins, nausea can be one side effect noted. Sure, sure. Yeah, I would echo the, I keep saying echo in this podcast, but I would echo that a lot of patients will have um, detox symptoms, more that Herxheimer reaction. And I'll, even if I push too much glutathione in my um, IV, I'll feel a little, I get a little anxious, get a little dizzy, just kind of feel a little off. And it's very short lived and then it's gone. But I know what's happening. And so, yes, for any of those patients, again, that's why you need a provider who knows if you've experienced that to start lower, right? You can always start lower dose go slower with a therapy. Now, something else. Oh, I was going to mention also um, hypoglycemia can happen with high dose vitamin C. And I've experienced that in my office with patients. And so we just have to 100% verify those patients, depending on the reason why they're getting the vitamin C. But normally we have them eat breakfast at a time. So they're less likely to have hypoglycemia. So vitamin C, yes, because we had discussed how it looks like a glucose molecule does really um, can cause hypoglycemia. Hypoglycemia definitely is a side effect. Um, so keeping something at the patient's side, you know, we offer protein bars and something that's a little replenishing. Definitely don't want Krispy Kreme donuts on the side over there, but definitely eat before you come, monitor your blood sugar. If they're on insulin, make sure your patients know to check their blood level. There's always a false elevation in their blood sugar post to high dose vitamin C. So for example, blood sugar can shoot up in the two, three hundreds uh, if they're not careful. And if they're on insulin, please warn them of taking lower doses and not really following that number as a true marker. And it's not actually two, three hundred. That's not Correct. actually what it is. Yeah. What about duration of benefits? I know that's something else the listeners, I'm sure, are wondering. And I know patients always ask me, okay, so if I come in and get high-dose vitamin C or Myers cocktail and I feel great, how long is that going to last? So I always tell my, you know, it's a great question. I mean, obviously you want it to last forever. But so the duration, I think that depends on every patient, right? So you have certain people with certain 
genetic pathways. They blow through their vitamin C. They blow through their B vitamins. You know, we don't really know what their infection status is, underlying issues are, inflammation, inflammatory statuses. Every patient's going to have a different duration. The duration can, from a Myers cocktail, for example, can last anywhere from a day to like a couple of weeks. Now, remember, they're all water soluble supplements or in, um, nutrients, vitamins. Really, it's going to boil down to how active the patient is and how quickly they use those uh, nutrients. Yep. Good answer. Okay. So what about other therapies that you offer for wellness and anti-aging? And I mean, without going into a whole nother podcast here, is there anything else that you just want to highlight? Obviously, you're the guru for um, IV therapy, but are there any other things, tests that you just feel like are a must that you need to mention on this podcast? No. Um, so, you know, Vita Infusions, uh, it's a functional medicine clinic. We specialize in IV therapy, but we do offer things such as hormone replacement. We do adrenal repair, really all the lines of functional situations here. So we're definitely highlighting infusions here because that is what we're really good at over here at Vita Infusions. Um, we do a lot of consulting. We do a lot of training. So for providers that are listening that are interested in adding IV therapy to their practice, um, we do offer provider services and consultations for those practices. But no, we we would, we take pride in our infusions here at Vita Infusions. And we, we select, we're very selective with the pharmacies and the vendors and things that we use and what we put in the body. So we're constantly looking at cleaner sources and, you know, trying to do the best we can when it comes to quality of infusion. I forgot another question I know the listeners are going to want to know is average cost, which can vary. I know that can vary. Is there a short answer to that? I will give you a range. I think when you're looking at, okay, is this IV therapy place legit? You know, why is this uh, infusion $100 and it's $400 at another office? That's one question that comes up very, very, very much is that, hey, I could go across the street to the drip bar and get a Myers for $150. So why is Dr. Gray or Dr. Patel charging me uh, $350 for my Myers? Okay. So what I would like to let the listeners know that the cost, average cost for infusion is anywhere from $200 to $450. Most infusions will fall in that $200-$450 category. Now, of course, there's more expensive infusions, like when you start getting to your phospholipids and your iron and stuff like that. NAD, yeah, yeah. NAD, correct. They're going to be on the higher end of the spectrum. But 2 to 450, I think, gives you a good sweet spot to swing. Um, one thing that can vary in cost is the quality of vitamins, the amount of vitamins, and the type of vitamins. So that's your quick answer as to why something is the same or sounds the same, like a Myers cocktail. And then one's $100 or $150 and the other one's $350 or $200. Yeah. Always ask questions of what's in the cocktail, how many milligrams, because that will answer your question very quickly as to why the price is higher or lower. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Yay. Back to your consulting. I mean, obviously, that's kind of how we met. I, I don't know what I would have done without you because I don't know many other people who are doing kind of what we're doing. And I just can text you or email you and you've been extremely helpful. So yes, if you are listening here, you're a provider and you need some help. She is extremely experienced. She's been doing this a long time. So reach out to her, consult with her. She can help. So tell us, tell the listeners where they can find you, patients and providers. Where are you located? Where's your clinic? How can they consult with you? We are uh, located in a, a short answer, Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> so it's really Alpharetta Roswell area of Atlanta. We have a website. It's vitainfusionsatl.com. So definitely check our website out. Uh, we have an Instagram page. It's the Vita Infusions with an S-A-T-L Instagram page. We try to post as much as we can on there. And then you can directly reach us through our website. We have a form that people can fill out, listeners and providers that are interested in different types of services. 
Perfect. I will put links to all of those sites in the show notes for listeners. And then as you know, I conclude all of my episodes asking my guests their absolute top longevity tips. So if you had to pick one thing, what might that be? For me, my top tip definitely would be uh, nutrient and cellular optimization for the human body. I think I'm in the realm of infusion therapy. So nutrients and cellular health definitely resonate to me. And I think that would be my Wonderful. No one has said that. And that's very important. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing your passion for offering IV therapy in Atlanta and through the nation by helping providers like myself. This was awesome. Thanks so much. You're very welcome. As you heard today, almost anyone can benefit from IV nutritional therapy, but the key is being seen in a medical office who truly knows what they are doing and who puts your safety first. I know IV therapy has helped many of my patients with chronic infections and those who need extra energy and immune support. If you're a current patient and haven't experienced an IV session yet, please feel free to call the clinic and get scheduled. And if you're a provider, don't hesitate reaching out to consult with Chai. She is amazing. Be sure to check out my book, Your Longevity Blueprint. And if you aren't much of a reader, you're in luck. You can now take my course online where I walk you through each chapter in the book. Plus, for a limited time, the course is 50% off. Check this offer out at yourlongevityblueprint.com and click the course tab. One of the biggest things you can do to support the show and help us reach more listeners is to subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I do read all the reviews and would truly love to hear your suggestions for show topics, guests, and for how you're applying what you've learned on the show to create your own longevity blueprint. This podcast is produced by Team Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, wellness is waiting. The information provided in this podcast is educational. No information provided should be considered to be or used as a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult with your personal medical authority.